All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of We Create Music. I am your host, B. Vaughn, and today we have an exciting guest, Delisha. Welcome to the show. Great to have you. Thanks for having Thank, me. No problem at all. Thank you for taking the time to be on the show today. Sure. So just tell us about yourself and how you got started in, in music. Um, well, I'm a songwriter, producer. Um, I sing too a little bit. I used to be an artist, I guess, but now my focus is more on songwriting and production. Um, and my relationship with music goes back very far, probably till since I was well, since I was born. Mm. Um, but I started um, learning the piano and and stuff like that when I was maybe around six. Okay. Started begging my my parents for a keyboard, um, and they got me one. And then I started taking lessons about maybe seven or eight. Mm. So I've just always been, you know, involved in music um, in some kind of way. My family's very musical, so mm -hmm. it's one of those families where everybody plays instruments. And if you only play one instrument, you're like the weird one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just always, always. Mm. Just always, and she says she sings a little bit. No, she really, really sings, really, really, really sings. So, okay, so you started music at a at a young age. Mm -hmm. So, talk about some of the things that you're currently currently doing with with music. Um, writing a lot of stuff for for pitching for placement. Um, working on some things um, for sync licensing. I think it's a little bit of a different, you know, style approach, I guess, on mm. on some things when it's for more commercial types things um and working with some indie artists uh in the nice. atlanta area i have a, a friend whose ep i'm working on and so you know trying to kind of balance it out with a variety of things <laughs> nice and the writing and production side also mm -hmm. so so what are some of the things so you say you're doing sync licensing and things like that mm -hmm. so what are some of the things that you really need to consider and think about when you're pitching for film and tv and commercials um the mood I would say that it has mm. and thinking about um well for commercials themselves it's it's a it's a completely different style of music it's not necessarily things that would be placed on the radio and it, it's it's just it's a completely different approach mm -hmm. um for, for that but for syncing with maybe tv shows and and movies it's more just about like the mood and the emotion that it creates, I think, and thinking mm. about, okay, if this were to be used um, in a certain scene or as background music, mm -hmm. what what kind of feeling are you trying to create? And then just trying to create that feeling mm. <laughs> through the music. So, okay. yeah. So, I mean, are you like creating full-fledged songs and then kind of maybe trimming them down to say, oh, this kind of fits that particular mood? Or is there a certain way that you have to create the song in order for it to fit that type of feeling and mood? Um, I don't know. I don't really know. I guess I, I don't think about it in those terms, I guess. Sometimes I'm writing a full song and sometimes it's instrumental. It, it really depends on what they're asking for. Mm. So I, I guess it's more directive based on what they actually want. Mm. Okay. Um, you know, in every company or channel or publishing, you know, music supervisor, everybody's different and the way they ask for things so, so it just depends so how does how does somebody even get involved in doing that as far as 
<laughs> writing music for film and TV commercials? Um, just building relationships with the people that are submitting to those music supervisors mm. um, and TV channels. Like um, people like iStandard is a, is a great group to be involved with. Um, and they do a lot of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's just relationship building with the people that are making those those placements. Music supervisors are great ones to, <laughs> yes. to build it's, with. But, yeah. Especially if you get into film and TV and commercials. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So it, it's just a process of, of uh, you know, getting to know people and, and submitting music to them and just... And hoping. Crossing your fingers. <laughs> they like something you you submitted. <laughs> yeah, that's, yep, 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 that's good. So I, I try to just not think about that part because, mm -hmm. you know, you, you can't really get caught up in that. You have to just keep working and put it out there. And then when you hear back on something and it's a go, you're like, oh, great. <laughs> mm -hmm. So do you kind of submit the same material to different types of music supervisors or... Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Just depends on again what fits for what they're looking for. Okay. Yeah. So talk about the EP that you're working on. Um, it is. If you can talk about it. Uh, well, I can talk a little <laughs> bit about it. <laughs> it's with um an artist uh, named Cat Cat on the Move, um, and she she's working on well some singles to start, and then um you know it'll sort of morph into an EP when it mm. when it gets to that point. But um, it's some exciting stuff. She's Dominican, and so there'll be a lot of different flavors going a lot on. Of different flavors. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Sounds exciting. Yeah. So, how's that process been working with with her through that and creating this this body of work? Fun. <laughs> I, I bet. <laughs> a lot of fun. Oh, I love I love tropical rhythms and Afrobeat and reggaeton and all that stuff. I listen to it a lot. Mm. So, um, it kind of tends to influence my production probably in a lot of ways even like if I'm just making pop you know mm -hmm. it kind of creeps in there so it's fun to work on something that I can just totally do that all okay. the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay so you started off as an as in just in music in general and so I guess the question is do you still perform and sing and things like that put out your own own material I mean, not as much. Like, you know, and we've done a song together. and um... Yes. Yes, we have. <laughs> it is called Where You Belong. It is on all streaming platforms. It is on Amazon, iTunes. It's on everywhere. It's an amazing song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I get on a case-by-case -case basis, okay. I guess I do. Um, and actually, I'm rocking my girl London's shirt. Uh -oh. I have a song on her EP and um, worked on some stuff with her for that so it's just kind of like if something pops up and it's something I want to be involved in and it's like yeah go ahead and do mm -hmm. it but that's just not really my focus I guess okay um and I'm not really performing anywhere right now mm -hmm. I've kind of let that go <laughs> I mean, you have such an amazing <clears throat> talent an amazing voice Thank you. that um yeah once people hear and if they haven't heard <laughs> yeah she has an amazing amazing voice so hopefully we can work that. on more things yeah. you know, in the future. But yeah, I mean, as it relates to licensing and stuff, I, I'm fine with you know placing things and 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 stuff. There's not really a whole lot of pressure to be performing those songs when it's mm. for licensing. So it's not like 
you know, putting a song out and then having to work the circuit mm-hmm. to promote it. Mm-hmm. So that is a different life. <laughs> so do you find it uh, easier to kind of do the whole production side versus the performing side and the artistry? Um, I don't know that it's easier. It's just a different kind of work. Mm-hmm. Um, a different type of pressure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just, it's just translates in a different way, but it's not necessarily easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the freedom of it, I guess. Okay. And the ability to just sort of write in any genre or do anything and mm-hmm. not have to think about it in terms of, well, would I do this in, as an artist? Probably not, but I still want to mm-hmm. be okay. able to make those kind of songs and write, you know, whatever I want to write without having, um, a framework to right. sort of stick to or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So are you originally from Atlanta? Um, no, I was born in New York, upstate oh. Syracuse. Um, but I've lived here most of my whole life. Okay. I moved here when I was young. Very young. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I guess I'm kind of a hybrid, but most of my New York family probably thinks I'm not New York and then mm-hmm. people in the South probably think I'm not Southern. <laughs> not Southern. So. <laughs> yeah, I, found, I mean, most of us are are transplants into yeah. into Atlanta. Um, so how'd you get involved in the whole music scene here in, in Atlanta? Um, I mean, I, I guess I've always been on some level, but just um, go to showcases and once you start going to, to anything, you just meet people and mm-hmm. there's such a like great community here that it's it's kind of hard not to build with people if you're you know if you're if you're out and about at anything mm-hmm. that's music related yeah, that's you're true. going to you know you're going to meet people that are trying to do the same thing you are um so yeah it's 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 a great community Atlanta's a great town it's a great town yeah i i've enjoyed the <clears throat> year and a half that we've been here yeah, you're fresh. I'm still, fr- I'm still fresh and new to to Atlanta. Yeah. So what are some of the challenges that you faced um, within the music industry that you think people need to to consider? Um, well, first of all, being a, a female, um, trying to do what I do has been interesting, mm. <laughs> to say the least. Um I think that that in itself just sort of presents a little bit of a of a challenge that you have to deal with because sometimes people just don't, you know, really think women can produce or do mm. certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of us. There's so. a, a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. Yes. Um, They're dope. Yeah. And in Atlanta and, and all over, really. Engineers and, and everything. More than you'd, than you'd realize. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that's just that's just one thing. But like in general, I guess for me it's probably having creative blocks sometimes mm. or just feeling like just don't have it today or you know, sometimes it's don't just it not whatever mm. channels are communicating with you are just not communicating and you just don't have it and you have mm. to kind of let that be okay mm. and not feel like gee i need to be creating like what's wrong with me or, you know mm-hmm. you just have to kind of take a break <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take that was funny we were talking about that um in another conversation i had earlier there's times when you need to take a break for yourself yeah 
I think taking care of yourself is an undervalued thing sometimes because there's a lot of pressure to sort of, you know, just hustle and work mm-hmm. hard and do what you have to do. But like, um, you hear a lot of times people say, Oh, I only sleep three hours or four hours. Yeah. I do not believe in that. No, I do <laughs> okay. not subscribe to that. I need theory. sleep. My body needs sleep. Mm-hmm. I need, you know, my brain needs to recuperate and all that stuff. And I feel like if you don't take care of yourself, you're kind of eventually going to notice yeah. Cracks in the in the yeah. <laughs> in the seams or whatever you you know. So yeah, you you have to make that a priority. You have to make that a priority. Like how can you put all this effort and work into things and then you not take care of yourself and then the things that you are expecting to reap from it, you really can't enjoy because mm-hmm. you're sick or right. you're bedridden or you're not here anymore. You know, because you subscribe right. to that, you know, real hustlers don't sleep. We, you, if you do go to sleep, you go to sleep at three and you wake up at six and it's like, no, I don't subscribe to that. No. No. I got a wife and I got kids and I got grandkids that I want to see and I got, I just want to outlive everybody. So. Yeah. And be healthy <laughs> and like health is really important. And the older you get, you realize that yes. more and more and just it's, it, that's, that's a valuable thing to have mm-hmm. is your health. So if you don't have that. What's, I mean, you know, what's the point? Yeah, what's the point? That's right. <laughs> if you're not healthy. Plus, I think it just refreshes you um, creatively to kind of take a step back and mm. and move away from things and, you know, and then come back to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's m- multiple things that can be done. You can go for a walk. You can go into nature. You can read. You can meditate. You can pray. You could enjoy family time. You could, there's a lot of things you can do to take a break that helps you to reconnect yourself, mm-hmm. which does lend itself back to being more creative. Because if you just all the time, yeah, you're going to burn yourself up. And that's not a good thing. Yep, absolutely. So how have you dealt with, so you brought it up. It was a question I was going to ask. But <laughs> since you already stated it, of being a female within a male-dominated industry. Um, and what were some of the things that you've kind of done to uh, maneuver yourself through this, this music <laughs> thing? there's a lot of angles to take on that um (laughs) you know it's a lot of things I I think just working with with men in general first off there's there's certain dynamics that you have to be aware of Mm. in 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 situations and when if somebody makes you feel uncomfortable in a certain kind of way or turns it into a, a a situation where they're making you know advances to you or whatever like that it, it's something you just have to be aware mm-hmm. that that's something you're gonna have to deal with so you have to learn how to kind of navigate and not let it be something mm-hmm. that either could hinder the relationship because that could happen or you know just have it be kind of a non-issue in the first place mm-hmm. um and that has a lot to do with just how you carry yourself in a situation and how you present yourself and and all of those types of things. So um, nobody wants to have to deal with that nope. in, in, in the workplace. Um, but yeah, I, most of the people I work with, that's, you know, not that it's not happened to me, but I don't continue working with people that make me feel uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. So everybody that I'm involved with is respectful and cool. And, and that's that's never like an issue. They're like my brothers. They're mm-hmm. not, you know. 
Um, and I think when somebody respects you, they treat you with respect. And that's important to remember that if mm. you feel uncomfortable in a situation, it's not wrong or it's not bad to remove yourself from oh, that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's you don't right. have to feel like, oh, gee, uh, you know, maybe I shouldn't react a certain way or have these feelings because this person mm-hmm. is a certain person or whatever um, may make you feel pressured to, to, you know, do a certain thing, but it's not wrong to, to, you know, make sure that you're comfortable. Yeah. yeah that's, that's never okay for <laughs> so, those type of things to happen. And, and as far as the, the creative side, I think you just have to be dope <laughs> so that people just consider what you're doing and and mm-hmm. it's a non-issue really that that you're a female it's just right. you just if you just make dope stuff then people want to work with you yeah so. I, i've seen somebody post that up uh, miss matley she posted something up about being a female within the music industry and how people label put labels is like you're not a male producer right right so they're like Oh, you know, we got female producers. Well, why can't they just, they just be producers like everybody else or engineers like everybody else? So there's always that stigma. Yeah, probably because just statistically, there's not as many of us. So it's like, oh, we have to distinguish you in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's kind of silly. It's I'm sure that'll, that'll change the more and more women producers will be, you know, successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot. When I say there's a lot, I mean, there's mm-hmm. a, a ton that people don't know about. And yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's just amazing. Yeah. We're there. We're there. <laughs> Gotta check them out. They're We're dope. There, y'all. They are dope. <laughs> so good. So what advice would you give somebody coming into this music industry? <laughs> don't get in this music industry. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> For real though, like don't get in it unless you just feel like you have to because mm. as a business, it's probably not the greatest business that ever was. <laughs> so yeah, like if true. you could be happy starting your own business or doing something else, do it and just make music because you love it. Mm. Um, but really, I think most people that are trying to make a living or trying to be successful in this industry are doing it because they don't feel like they have a choice to do anything else and so you just mm. you're kind of compelled to um to do it so if that's the case then bust ass <laughs> that's right get good at your craft and learn and just don't stop working mm. and take feedback with a grain of salt because it's good to hear people's opinion and you need people's opinion you need critique and you need to mm-hmm. um apply that critique but you also need to know when to not take what someone says too deeply or too Mm. like you can't let it move you like this otherwise you'll just be like blowing in the wind every which way like you need to have a grounding in what you're doing and confidence in yourself enough to know that if somebody's like oh you know that's Mm -hmm. just trash or whatever (laughs) like you can't (laughs) let that be like well i guess i'm trash like you have to you have to just keep going. Yeah. Yeah, a friend of mine, Greg Smith, I asked him something one day and he said, Hey, you know, opinions are like noses. Everybody's got one. I was like, Yep, that's absolutely true. You know, so but you know, I guess that's kinda of difficult because what if the person that's giving me feedback is the person that I kinda of admire and looking up to 
and they give me this correction feedback, then that kind of demoralizes my ability to continue to pursue this whole music career. Um, yeah, it, it definitely can. You can't put too much stock, though, in people's opinions. Mm. So I guess that's what it boils down to. Like, you can't care that much what people think. You mm. have to just have the right balance of caring what people think and not caring what people think. But mm -hmm. um, I guess it's just, again, knowing and being honest with yourself maybe on what you need to improve. I think everybody probably knows their own weaknesses mm. and where in the areas that, you know, that they really need to improve. So if somebody, for example, comes along and critiques my mix, I know that mixing is not my, my strong mm -hmm. point. So I'm apt to probably listen to what they have to say because they're probably right. And, right. I, and I, I'm, I'm going to really listen to that. But if it's, if it's, you know, maybe something else, I, I may like singing. I may. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay yeah <laughs> it's like well your voice is awful i'm like okay well that's just gonna go you know right, right over because right. I, I don't believe that so um <laughs> listen to that you know and and some things are just so subjective i mm. mean it's just one person could think something's great and somebody else could think that's right it's it's trash you know, and that's happened many, many times when I've submitted songs to people and one A&R or somebody might be like, well, you know, the hook's not that strong. Or this is a pass for me. And then I play it for somebody else and they're like, man, that hook. I I just, uh, so it's subjective. See, that's the thing that kills me <laughs> is the subjectivity of music is everybody will find something that they like or don't like with it. And it's. It's like, mm, it's like food. It's, yeah, it's just, just you like some people. You like, like it. You like squash, or you don't. Right. Well, that's mm -hmm. not bad. It's not wrong. It's not and wrong. It doesn't. Both people are right. Right. So I mean, you know, some people love a certain artist, and some people can't stand to hear mm -hmm. that person's voice. So, yeah. <laughs> and they're both entitled right. to feel that way. So that's why there's something for everybody. Right. Something for everything's everybody. not for everybody. That's right. So good. Everything is not for. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is not for everybody. So don't allow people's opinions to deter you from accomplishing the things that you want. Listen to people, of course, but take it with a grain of salt as well. Right. And and just, I mean, you have to be real and you have to be honest with yourself. Like, it's like watching some of these American Idol auditions, not to like reference that show, but some of these people have no business <laughs> you know, trying to trying to make it, mm. it in the in this in this industry, and somebody's been lying to them, telling them you have talent or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you, I mean, you have to be able to be real with yourself. Like, do you is this really for you? Do you really have mm -hmm. talent? And people are going to confirm that for you mm. if you're putting yourself out there, um, which is vulnerable to do, but you have to do. So I mean. You know, if everybody's consistently telling you that what you're doing is just not good, then you might need to listen yeah. to that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just be real. But do you think that is the standard today? The talent? No. No, everybody's got talent. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people have talent. That's not... I would agree with that. That's not what determines if you're going to make it or not. Mm. It's so much more other things than that. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, because I, I know people with amazing talent that aren't in right. the places where they maybe should be. And I know people with 
But because they were consistent, they put in the work and the effort, they hustled, they grinded, they did what they needed to do. They're in places that they're in and they have the 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 level where they currently are, but their talent isn't. Right. Well, there's something to be said for that. And and again, that's where it comes down to relationships, I think. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if, if you have the connections with the right people that believe in what you're doing, you mm -hmm. maybe don't have to have the most talent because they're going to, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to be going mm -hmm. down the pathways that are going to lead you to the right places you need to go. And then mm -hmm. if you're putting in the work in whatever, then, then that's, what's going to get you there. So it's, it's, it's more about relationships and connections really than anything else, mm -hmm. I think. So, I don't want to say that talent is secondary, but it almost is. Because, it almost is secondary. I, at least because my, there's so many people that have talent. Yeah. So, it, that's not the, the, the precursor or whatever you mm -hmm. want to call it. You know, that's, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can have all the talent, but if you don't put in the, the work. Right. Or if you're just, you know, if you're sitting in your studio all the time or, you're, or wherever you create mm -hmm. and you're not putting yourself out there who's going to know anything mm -hmm. about what you're doing yeah. so it's it's a balance of a lot of things yeah. i think mm. balance of a lot of things balance the key to life <laughs> something i'm still to trying to achieve <laughs> yes aren't we all aren't we all and you know the biggest thing is even for those who will be watching is when getting into this music make sure you understand the business side of it there's so many things that you need to consider which is why i do believe yes talent will get you there but it is going to take a lot of other things to keep you there. If you don't know anything about the music business and how to speak the language, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's just, Absolutely. you're going to do great. And then after a while, just. And publishing is confusing and, you know, lots of things about how all of that stuff works and mechanical mm -hmm. versus performance and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's confusing. But there are resources out there. If you if you seek them out, that can, you know, help you learn and, mm -hmm. and stuff. You just have to, again, seek it out, put the effort in. It's not going <laughs> to fall in your lap. That's right. So, so I do want to talk about, even though I know it's not, well, we'll see. You, you, you may be able to explain that. Mm -hmm. But I know you do voiceovers. Yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, mean, I might have to get a voiceover or something. But I do know you, you do voiceovers for organizations and things like that. So how did you get involved in doing that type of work? Um, just out of seeking another stream of income that I could make uh, doing something creative mm -hmm. and um, make use of my studio. Um, and the fact that I already knew how to, you know, record and edit really well and mm -hmm. have a quality product. So that part was already, I didn't have to learn that. Um, and I've always kind of just enjoyed doing voices and that kind of stuff for mm -hmm. fun. Just, I mean, that's just my personality. <laughs> if you know me at all, you know, I'm a little crazy. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it kind of started that. I was like, gee, it would be great if I could just kind of do that. So mm -hmm. I just started researching it and, um, you know, it's, it's really a lot more, I don't want to say boring projects, but I, I don't get to do cartoonish type mm -hmm. voices as often as as I would like that's the mm -hmm. more enjoyable yes stuff but I, yeah, yeah I, you have to <laughs> balance it out with things that 
pay you, frankly. <laughs> I understand that. So, but I try to look at it all as a character because corporate mm. lady is very different than how I normally talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when she comes out, it's 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 very different. <laughs> mm. Mm. Because they're looking for for whatever they're needing for whatever is their corporate videos and presentations, or uh, they're doing e-learnings and things like that. Mm-hmm. So. You know, they, they do do that corporate. Yeah, everybody has a different sort of casting requirement, but that's mm. essentially what it is. I mean, you're being cast in a role, and you you just you have to play that role, whatever it, it may be, and every company or whatever is looking mm. for something different. So it just kind of depends on if it's a commercial or if it's, you know, you just have a different approach with how you, mm. how you talk and stuff like that, so... Yeah. And everybody's different. Some companies want that super corporate sounding lady, and some people <laughs> want natural, um, you know, just natural talking, right. which is harder than it sounds. <laughs> mm. When you're when you're in there recording, it's really easy to get to sound like you're reading off a page, and they don't they don't, don't want that. that. So you have to kind of find a balance between natural speech that's still clear and well enunciated and all of those things mm-hmm. without sounding robotic and mm-hmm. yeah or too much like a like a narrator or like something a narrator. Yeah. yeah so there's a lot of different styles yeah so do you do voiceovers for like producer tags um i have yeah i have done so all of you producers <laughs> out there who need producer hey. tags that's where you can go right here yeah that's right so where can people find you um, all my social media is just my name, which is Delicia LaFleur, and that's spelled D-A-L-I-C-I-A, and once you start typing that, you'll see me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, good, good. Well, it was great to have you on the show today. Yeah, Thank you very much for stopping by and being here and sharing your, your experience. It was a pleasure. Thank you. It was a pleasure. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank Appreciate you. it. All right. That's a wrap.